You are hanging out on 94.0 FM with the Social Muslims team and today it is myself, Shaz, and the lovely Asya, my partner in crime. <laughs> How are you, Asya? Asalaamu Alaikum. Welcome, Sam. Um, yeah, really good. How about yourself? Doing well. I think the mood of the nation is lifting. The weather is improving. The weather has been so lovely today. I was walking outside. It's mild. It's sunny. Days are getting longer. I mean, it's just uh, shifted the move, mood massively. I know everyone's eagerly awaiting Boris's announcement on Monday, and I think that's going to contribute to how we feel next week as well. Um, what are your thoughts, Shaz? What What do you think Boris's roadmap out of this lockdown is going to be? Do you think that he's going to go ahead and open schools on March the 8th? I think that that would... I'm not sure about schools, but I think that hopefully there'll be some restrictions on people meeting and I think there'll be more gatherings allowed outside. I'm not sure about... Um, indoors mm-hmm. and whether families can meet indoors um, but I'm hoping that we, we will be allowed to at least meet outdoors maybe in a garden or in the park in groups um, yeah. in families of maybe two um, max two, which two is households two households which is kind of my uh, inkling but I really do not know what is going to happen I mean I, I'd be quite concerned if you said two households already um, touching back on about the schools I do personally think they will reopen I think it will be phased in the sense of it will be primary school children and, and not necessarily secondary school children um, I know it all depends on the data but I really do hope if that is the case then we need to be getting the teachers out there and have them vaccinated because we will then be in the problem that we were last year, just before school ended, where a lot of the unions were, you know, telling their teachers not to go back because, um, you know, they didn't think it was a safe, safe environment for them to do so. So, um, yeah, if that is his idea, and even if it's not the 8th of March, it probably will be sometime in March, even April, we need to get them vaccinated. I think it's just as important um, as they are key workers. Agreed. Um, but today we're going to be talking about something um, that we feel is quite pertinent recently on a couple of programs that we've seen and read about. The lockdown series. The lockdown series. We are going to be talking about celebrities in the public eye. And I guess the theme of this is whether sometimes we as a society that follow these celebrities Mm -hmm. go a bit too far in the sense of of it being too intrusive. Basically, you're saying, is it all that is cracked out to be? A lot of people, especially in this day and age through social media, they chase the fame, they chase the money. But is it really worth it? Exactly. And I wanted to talk about that today. Do you um, class yourself as a celeb, Shaz? Um, with your certainly with not. your thousands of following on <laughs> with Halal Hangouts? Because I've been out with Shaz and I've heard a few. 
oh, are you from Halal Hangouts? Are you from Halal Hangouts? Yeah. I, I How does it make you feel? I don't think I'm even close to being um, a, a, a yeah, celeb. I'm a Z-list. <laughs> Z-list. But how does it make you feel when someone comes up to you and is like, are you from Halal, Halal Hangouts? I feel quite quite awkward, but yeah. obviously at the same time, um, it's a compliment. Shaz is um, very awkward in that sense. Like, he's a very confident person. <coughs> Excuse me. But can get very awkward in these situations. And if he was a full-on celeb, he, I don't think he'd deal with it very well, would you? I would be... I mean, and this is a really interesting topic because I haven't really thought about that before. But I mean, it could be a possibility. I'd probably... If you get to your millions of subscribers on YouTube. I probably... I mean, yeah, you never know. I probably wouldn't be most comfortable with my... Um, with my life being intruded too much in the pub and 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 being too much in the spotlight, I enjoy mm-hmm. the creativity mm-hmm. of making content for 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 for, for the and audience. And the recognition. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone likes recognition, but I think I enjoy the uh, process and I enjoy putting content out and I enjoy just people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. You're not doing it for the I fame. don't necessarily care about yeah. that side of it at all, if yeah. I'm honest. There's not even anything that about my personality or about my ambition that mm-hmm. focuses around uh, celebrity and fame and being in the spotlight. I just enjoy the process of the create of creating content. Um, so on that, maybe we can first talk about Britney Spears. Um, why don't you give a bit of a synopsis as to what what the show was about that we saw and the audience will get a bit more clarity, a bit more of um, a, a, the, the bigger picture of what we want to talk about. Yeah, so uh, just the other day, I think it was about two nights ago now, um, everybody was eagerly awaiting the documentary that's called Framing Britney Spears. Um and it was extremely, extremely interesting. So it was about how she started off in her childhood from when she was, you know, five, six years old, how much she loved singing to going and moving to the Mickey Mouse Club and then how she uh, became, you know, this phenomenon that she is and this, you know, the biggest pop star out there. And just really her decline. I mean, we've seen how her mental state has suffered because of the media. Um, And I think that's what this documentary really, really focused on, was not so much, obviously her lifestyle, what she was surrounded by doesn't help anyone. Uh, Because she was a normal girl from a really quiet town, uh, you know, normal family, then just being surrounded and being brought into this lifestyle where you have bad and good influence around you um but yeah it was just really interesting because it just showed how much the media followed her how it drove her basically crazy um and then finally the last part of the documentary goes on to really talking about britney spears and her father's relationship um and um we all know that well not we all know but if you don't know um britney spears when her mental health really declined when we saw her shaving her head off um 
her team, her parents kind of took had to take things into their own hands, and um, they now control all of her assets, her life, her everything. And if you actually break it down, you, she can't even leave the house technically without his permission. So yeah, it was just really delving into that world and seeing as just an outsider, seeing as fans, that that life is not what it is cracked up to be at all. So what, what you, is what it about think? what is it about the documentary that you thought was the most um pertinent part as in what me- what stood out for you the most about the documentary? Now, I've been following Britney Spears on Instagram. There's the hashtag free Britney Spears. So there wasn't anything in there that surprised me as much. There wasn't some, there wasn't information as such that I didn't know. But I think the thing that really stood out to me was how much the media did hound, hound her. So when she was at the peak of her stardom, she, a, a picture of Britney Spears would go, would sell for a million dollars. Now, if you, that kind of money is being, you know put on the cards you can imagine all those videographers all those photographers paparazzi essentially following her every single move and it shows in the beginning how she was i'm not saying she has she she's not now but really sweet girl how she used to engage with the paparazzi um you know always waving smiling and then how that just that decline you know how she got more upset how she got more angry um and I think that happened most when her kids were involved, obviously, and she was losing custody of her children. Um, and then obviously on top of that, then you've got the, the paparazzi trying to take pictures of you while you've got that going that, sorry, whilst you've got that going on in your private life. So it's, it's a lot. I think just realising how much she had to go through uh, was, was, a, was an eye-opener. And it was actually really, really sad to see. I would... Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that the the thing that stood out for me is that Britney Spears started like she when she was younger was so into becoming successful mm-hmm. while her family were mm-hmm. so pushing Britney Spears from a young age to become successful. Yeah, and I want to talk about that specifically because personally. I think that anyone, if you look at the example of Michael Jackson as well, mm-hmm. it can, if you're thrust into the spotlight from such an early age mm-hmm. and you're just essentially expected to succeed and you're, um, you're, the expectations of you are so high and you, you're put under so much stress, it can't be good for you, your well-being. And if you, if over the longer term... You just continuing. It's like a pressure cooker. You're just going to one day just burst. And I don't think anyone. I mean, there's so many examples of celebrities that you know. Michael Jackson is a, is a perfect example of this. That just implode. Um, and that happened with Britney Spears. Yeah, I think um, going back to the point, especially where you said about the family, that was that again was something that was really interesting to see. So we there. There was a woman that was on the documentary um, and she was kind of her really close friend, her assistant basically, um, 
who guided her and was there with her every step of the way. She had her mother who was very supportive of her as well and went with her everywhere that she could. Now, it was the father, the father's relationship to Britney Spears, Britney Spears, which is very, very interesting because all of the people, all the management that were involved with Britney Spears, um, the record labels, they all say that um, he was never, ever present. He was never present um, at meetings. He was never present, you know, while she's going on tour or kind of just go, going all over the world. He was never there. Um, the one interaction he did have, though, with one of the labels, she goes that she met him once and all he... I can't remember exactly, so I can't, I can't word... I can't um, paraphrase what they said, but it was about money. And I think he wanted to know, is this going to make us rich or something like that? So that was really interesting. Um, Wasn't there a line where he says, my daughter's going to buy me a boat when she's rich? Yeah, that's it, that's it. She's going to buy me a boat. So it was all very money-related. Um, and, yeah, so he is the one who is in control now, which is really funny to think because, you know, he's never been involved in her career, really, from what we've seen in the documentary. But he is the one who now runs her whole entire life. Um, and what they're trying to do at the moment is they're trying to remove her father from the conservatorship that she is currently under. Um, and that basically is a court-appointed guardianship. It's usually re reserved for the elderly um, and infirm people or anyone who can't make their own decisions. So and normally that's, that's for an elderly, so it's not even something that is common for you know famous people. It's just... It's not common for famous people, but it's, it's common for people who can't make their own decisions and they always claim that she is not sane and she's not able to make her own decisions. But there's a lot of lawyers who have spoken to Britney Spears and they say, well, we think that she is uh, is sane and is able to make her own decisions. Um, hence why her team is trying to get her father taken away from this conservatorship. Uh, but it hasn't been successful as of right now. He still runs, uh, like I said, all aspects of her lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle sorry uh, of her life and uh, most importantly her money so yeah that is really really interesting and her fans are just becoming more and more concerned me being one of them i mean i know who is me my friends my cousins we used to go onto her instagram all the time and look at what she is posting because it is so bizarre there's no other way to explain it her captions would be really weird her videos would be so strange and you're thinking something is not right here and kind of a consensus from all the people that are so involved in this is that she is trapped and she does not want to be in the situation that she is now but unfortunately she is stuck that makes sense um i i, I mean the whole premise of this documentary I think was quite um, focused around the conservatorship yeah um, is that how you pronounce it yeah yeah the the focus of this was around um, I guess almost Britney Spears becoming the victim mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and that's interesting because it's like hindsight is an amazing thing and now it's Britney's a victim prior to that her celebrity status was 
it's fine to hound her it's fine to kind of almost speak to her in any you know many times disrespectful way and to expect her to just be a puppet essentially and to to play up to the to to the to the to the crowds and the paparazzi but now it's like ah we kind of drove her to this you know the public or the public and and the you know the paparazzi drove her to 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 where she is right today and i think there's a bit of sense of guilt Uh, i think that's a really interesting point that you've made there but i know that we need to go to a break so we'll carry on with this after we come back stay tuned and we are back on 94.0 fm and we are continuing the conversation about celebrities in the public eye and i guess the the hot topic is do the public and do uh do do we i guess and 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 the media and the paparazzi and all these individuals that are become prying into the celebrities mm-hmm. lives does that cause them to i guess you know um become you know unwell become mentally unwell to become unstable to to sometimes you know um sometimes commit suicide sometimes yeah. to pass away too soon so to yeah. become to become drug abusers yeah. and do we think that's an indirect um consequence of the fact that they're thrust into the spotlight and and they're put under so much pressure and we were referring to Britney Spears and obviously her you know kind of current situation um i think it's really interesting the point that you made just before the break of how the whole um how the audience has almost switched, like you said, for her being perceived more as a victim. Before people were just looking at her as her as oh she's crazy, and the all everyone always relates the her shaving her head and her getting the umbrella and you know going into the uh, paparazzi's car and trying to damage that. But it has massively shifted. Everybody is honestly is concerned for her well-being. And I think something that was really interesting was just before this documentary was released, um, Justin Timberlake came out with an apology. He hasn't said exactly what he's apologising for, but on his Instagram, he is apologising to Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. Um, And I'll just read a quick, it's quite a long um, apology from him, but I'll just read a little bit of it. And he says that... I understand that I felt short in these moments and many others benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologise to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. So really, really interesting. And then there's a lot of people who are applauding him because he's taking ownership for for um, the part he had to play in the media and the world's perception of Britney Spears. A lot of people are saying, well, little too late. It's been, you know, 10, over 10 years now, 20 years or whatever it has been. And um, you are apologising now because a documentary is coming out. So, yeah, a lot of people are a bit confused by it. 
because in the documentary it does highlight how the media go for Britney Spears and I know we I mean we don't know exactly what happened between them there's always they say that she cheated on him um, and they basically as usual brought the woman down you know the woman the Justin Timberlake probably was if he did cheat he is the victim however the way that they tore her down was horrible and nobody deserves that and he never spoke no one deserves to be torn down hold on hold on sorry very uh i'm really passionate about this he never he never stood up for her he never said like okay fine she might have done this that or the other however there's no excuse to hound her there is no excuse to make her feel so small and at the end of the day she was I mean, barely out of her teens when this was happening. Mm. So from there on in, everybody didn't really have much sympathy for her and everybody was team Justin Timberlake. Um, and yeah, they, he just he just didn't step up to step up and say, leave her alone. This is a private matter. I'm not going to tell you what happened. Didn't happen. Um, and just let it be. But he, so yeah, people are a bit upset with the fact that he's come out so late. And given this apology. Maybe he knew about this documentary. That's exactly what they're saying. They're like, well, this apology's come and a few days later do- the documentary's being released. So a lot of people are saying a little At too At the time, late. he's probably just typical, you know, immature, young. And, he, you know, that I think that, uh, you know, it doesn't excuse bad behaviour. But, mm. you know, sometimes when you're young, you, you it's hindsight um, is a wonderful thing, as they say. Um but I think there's these lessons that we continue to learn and sorry we continue to not learn uh, as a society that we just shouldn't be putting these celebrities under so much undue unnecessary pressure and just leave Mm. them alone like I know obviously they put themselves in this position as well and they want this because it's a double-edged sword it's they need the attention to get the ratings at the same time they would rather live private lives yeah now these are super celebrities so they are in like another level of of celebrity um but i think the general um message is the same it's like you can't how can you live a happy life if you're under this much scrutiny and you're followed around so much and everything you do is put into the press it must be just such a difficult existence like I couldn't imagine that kind of pressure and it could it probably force you to do so many things that you just don't want to do yeah and who do you trust who do you not trust who's got who who wants the best for you but something they did mention as well in the documentary and just generally is because of the rise of social media celebs now say for example you see them on a bad day but now a celeb can go right to their audience and say hang on this is right or this is or this is this is uh, not right and and they get yeah, they can speak straight to their fan base and they can show what what they want to show rather than what the what the media wants to show them you know they could just be they 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 said with Britney Spears yes go and get pictures of her but we don't want the pictures of her smiling and waving. We want the pictures of her looking distressed. We want the pictures of her when she's not dressed her, that's dressed what, her that's best. That's the ones that pay the bills. That, exactly. And this is what, the, the, with the with the paparazzi, it's like, and they had the this one guy on, and he's, he's the one who got his car damaged by Britney Spears. Um, 
and he said like it, it's a payday for them like think about it they're getting they could get a million dollars for one photo so it's tough because it's their career but then you've got somebody who's saying to you please leave me alone you can clearly see they're distressed um so agree yeah, i think i think you made a good point you know you can see their distress why do you continue to to terrorize to hound them hound these celebrities yeah. um i think let's talk a bit about then from the other side mm -hmm. do you think that this kind of comes with the territory and really they should accept this is the position they've been put in I think they do accept it. I think with, again, I know when we were talking specifically about Britney Spears in the documentary, she did accept it. She was very friendly to them. A lot of celebrities, again, naming her as an example, like if they said, they waved and they smiled at the camera. Um, they interacted with them. They engaged with them. But then it gets to a point where it is just too much. And I think... Britney Spears was always someone who kind of didn't mind the... Um, attention. Attention. Thing because, is, they they uh, want that, yeah. don't they? As well, it's for their own kind of uh, self-esteem to make them feel yeah. even bigger. And then, yet yeah, this is my status. I mean, look at the Kardashians. They have even their own paparazzi. They have their own paparazzi. They it always comes out. I don't think it's a rumor. I think it. I don't know if it's even even a fact. I can't say. But they have their own paparazzi who are giving the magazines the pictures that they that they want to give. Again, course, that's yeah. what not want the mag magazines or the or the uh, not. I mean, magazines are re really not really old. People do still read them, but even you know on your social media sites, they want the ones of them being caught off guard. They want the ones of them not looking their best, and um, because it brings them da back down to normality, yeah. where you know people think that they're untouchable, they're superstars. But what do you want to see? Beautiful uh, people, they you know they're um they they essentially can't be touched. But then yeah. some the moment something comes out about yeah. a celebrity, then you know everyone's everyone kind of changes their tune. But let me and let me put it to you this and, way. And it's oh you know um so and so celebrity is you know I don't know was wasn't wearing the right you know the right outfit today mm. uh, it was you know a mismatch of an outfit and it's like plastered over everywhere, everywhere. and it's like is that um, like to but, be t honest, but tell me as is that really a new story what and would you want to see though would you click if you've got now you're on you're on the internet you're looking at all it's these headlines bait. It's clickbait, isn't but what it? what would you want to see would you want to see okay i'm going to use kim kardashian now because i mean she's she knows she's yeah, it's not it, that these stories you want aren't to, as popular would, sorry the, the, i'm just the, speaking the good news. <laughs> Um, would you want to see her, you know, looking fabulous during her photo shoot? Or are you going to click on the article where they've got Kim Kardashian crying in her car while she's on the phone? I mean, that was one of the, that was an actual um, uh, article, an image of her where they had her like on the phone to apparently it was Kanye West and they were having an argument. But which one are you going to click on? You're going to click on the one of her crying. You're, okay. gonna, you're not going to click on the so one of her looking amazing in her lingerie was, shoot. What I wanted to say was that I agree that a clickbait is the you know is how newspapers and news sites you can say and YouTube and all these platforms make their money and how they get the attention. So yes, I agree, and it's ridiculous when you think about it mm. um, that these stories do do well, and I think it's. A shame as well to be honest that that's what is popular in society um 
I think it it's also not makes... as it's not as interesting as you know um, a celebrity has done X Y Z for charity or yeah. has done so and so project. It for them it's not as interesting. Um, you know, yeah. sadly, it's not. And and I think that 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 kind of does also filter through to news as well. News channels. Whenever you watch some mainstream news, sometimes you think, well, there are stories that should surely be more. Uh, top of the agenda mm. than even the story we're talking about today you know why would it make top news it's just one person's life yeah and there's so much else that's going on in this world that isn't covered i think also happiness in a way it does it doesn't sell we don't want to see we obviously have this portrayal of celebrities having the most perfect lifestyle having all the money in the world and, and leading these great lives but we don't want to see that. I mean, when you see those images, again, like I'm saying, of Kim Kardashian crying on the phone, you actually do also sympathise and realise, oh, actually, they they are human beings. Because we do forget that. We think that they are something else. They're untouchable. They don't go through, through the same things we we do, like, you know, uh, divorce and, and, and loss and things like that. We just think that they're they're untouchable when they're not. So... Seeing also things like that, I think it does um, make people realise that yeah, they they are they are just human beings, and um, you know, human beings crying in their in their Ferraris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it is sad. Um, unfortunately, that is what does sell, and that is what makes people want to read an article, and. Um, yeah, it's, just, it, it's, it's very unfortunate that we we do perceive celebrities like that and we want to see celebrities like that. I know, and we, we it's been, you know, uh, we've been conditioned, actually, to think that watching the life of someone who is an actor or who's a singer mm. is important. Yeah. You know, is something that should be covered in mainstream news, and it, it shouldn't be. Um, really the case but it is unfortunately that's the way that's where we are in you know in this era however at the same time I think what was important about the documentary was it did kind of touch on the fact that we should be looking at yourself and thinking ha ah, yeah we are kind of the problem as well like we're the ones buying clicking mm -hmm. reading watching spending money on these things um, should we put should we be giving our we, we give up our attention to so many Unnecessary, unnecessary, yeah. unnecessary programs, unnecessary. Yeah. We we spend money on it, unnecessary things. Yeah. We should look at ourselves first, really. We should be changing ourselves yeah. and our kind of behaviour first, and before we, I guess, blame others. Mm. Um, and hopefully, like we see more of these kind of documentaries, even though, you know, like ideally, this would never happen. It does, and it's going to continue to happen. It'd be good to continue to cover this stuff and make it almost like some of the stuff that was said to, for example, Britney Spears, like some of the comments that were made to her directly on TV, mm. you know, like sexualizing her. Oh my her. God, the family like, fortune. Yeah, like now How you would think, and this the young girl, you think now, like imagine someone saying that now on TV, yeah. like there would be so much more uproar. Whereas yeah. in those days, it wasn't that long ago. It was normal to talk in that way about people. Women, we like, yeah, women. They were, were objectified. Yeah, know, they were absolutely objectified, sexualized, and um, 
there's a lot of now actually you can even see it in recent interviews for example I've seen with uh, Scarlett Johansson she's an example and they asked her the most I can't remember the question it was but it was the most ridiculous like down it was just a terrible question that they asked her something so random and um and she goes well what kind of question are you asking she's like would you ask the male actors in this in this movie the same question that you've just asked me and like another one was um i think it was rihanna or taylor swift on a red carpet show and they were like oh um you know who have you brought with you which man have you got your eyes on and things like that and you're and that's not the kind of questions you would ask any of the male singers dancers actors there it's women who still to this day are being asked questions like that and it's just it's just so wrong and that is where that shift needs to change and I'm glad now Britney Spears probably was too young to do so um, or too naive or just thought well, this comes with the territory but I'm glad that women are now standing up for themselves and saying no hang on what kind of question are you asking me right now you know makes no sense and has no impact on what is going on right now agreed and on that let's talk in the next part of the show about another person who was in the spotlight for many years sadly um, died in a car crash princess diana and her documentary that came out recently as well as the series the queen the crown the crown <laughs> apologies uh which was airing on netflix um, and our thoughts which will continue this topic and we'll be back after this break and we are back on 94.0 fm is asia and shaz um from the social muslims team and let's continue our conversation on the life of celebrity in the public eye and really we're looking at kind of the detrimental impact that it has on these celebrities princess diana was a huge huge personality um Legend. A, a legend across the globe for many reasons um and she sadly you know she passed away in, in was it um uh, which year was it i can't remember oh i want to uh, say 97 yeah i believe check. it was 97 let's double check that um and everyone remembers that moment it was you know shocking because 31st of august 1997 yeah 97 um it was just shocking you know for, for everyone it was shocking to hear the news because i think she kind of was you know uh everyone was fond of her everyone you know um most people anyway um especially for the way that she acted in the public eye the way she was with her kids the way you know the projects that she was involved in obviously we don't know anything everything that happened behind the scenes but we kind of had a glimpse into that in the crown now you also watched the crown i think you're a fan of the show tell us what happened what was kind of the 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 context of diana and and how was she perceived and how was prince charles perceived and the queen perceived um so currently in the crown we haven't actually got to the part where um diana unfortunately passes away in the season four the most recent one it's kind of how she um, met charles how they got married had their children um and and yeah so that's kind of where we're at at the moment with them two it does show um how charles and diana's relationship was under great strain again obviously you know we we knew all these things before before the documentary uh, not the documentary before, before the series 
obviously is not 100% accurate at all. Things are exaggerated and of course it is a TV show as well, but there is fact in there is a lot of um factual factual things within the within the series. Um so yeah, Diana and Charles's relationship. I didn't realize. Now, obviously I remember I remember when she died, but I was too young to know how bad their relationship was and i didn't realize that from literally the get-go even before they were married how many problems there were within their marriage um because you know charles wanted to get married to camilla he wasn't able to because camilla um they didn't think camilla was suitable um, and she was with somebody else at the time as well and she got uh, and she got married um so they weren't able to be together but it does portray um, how Charles did go and continue his relationship with Camilla. I mean, to what extent, we don't know exactly how far their relationship went, whether it was in the show, they show them on the phone, they show them meeting, going hunting. But again, we have to kind of take everything with a pinch of salt. But it is, again, fact that they were always um, in contact with one another and Diana was aware of this so of course another woman in a marriage is going to have a massive impact upon them both however they don't just portray obviously Charles as the bad guy we also know that there was some infidelity on Diana's side as well um, I can't remember the exact name but they do show a specific person that they think she was having an affair with um again on the show they never explicitly show anything like show them kissing or you know any anything explicit like that it's all kind of left to our imaginations um so yeah that just side was very interesting to me they did try to make it work um they went on an australian uh they went on a tour tour uh royal tour of australia and they were really really hitting it off um, they were really trying to make their marriage work. Uh, in the series, though, they showed how how Diana was so immensely popular. That was supposed to be the coming out of them too, them going to the world like you know, you know, look at us, we're we're the new royals here. Uh, you know, uh, Charles being next in line to be king. And the way it's perceived is that Charles did not like the fact that Diana was getting all of the attention, essentially. And he wasn't getting any. Um, and, you know, it was supposed to be about him, but it became all about her. And I think that's something that he never really got over was how popular mm. his wife was in comparison to him. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant synopsis. And I agree that, you know, it was the way that Prince Charles was perceived was that he wasn't happy with the attention. Um I, I think you see that generally in just society, you know, with, between couples, one gets more attention than the other, you know, you just get that sometimes, I guess it's a rivalry in an odd way, it's like with siblings as well, that sibling rivalry you have, um, and I think this was just exaggerated because this is like the um, epitome of, like, the, this is the highest echelons of society who are you know for them i guess their ego is like Everything. so it's massive right yeah. and for you know for, for for prince charles obviously future king thinking 
my wife is getting more, much more attention, is loved much more than I am. Mm. That's we don't know the truth. Can we caveat this? But some of it was very open in the public as well. I the yeah. way the behaviour between them. Yeah, it's it's maybe one of the reasons that contributed to, um, I guess the 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 negative portrayal of the of the royals as well generally for a while right I mean I, I don't know right now it's maybe less so in my opinion but during that time there was some um, um, negative perception towards the royals because of the way that you know it seemed that Diana was treated and it was the comparison as well it was the things that she would do that maybe the other the other members of the royal family wouldn't i mean you know for example going into hospitals and hugging children who are really sick just doing showing little bits of, of signs of affection like that although they seem might seem so normal to us we're not used to seeing the royals being to to be behaving like that um so for her to just interact with people on a completely human level is what made people fall madly in love with her. And I think that everyone wants that, don't they? They want the um they want to see that someone so powerful, someone so um you know, you could say untouchable can be that real. Yeah. And can really connect with society and I think that's because the royals obviously have this untouchable reputation mm. I think that that is part of the reason Diana came across so personable because yeah. she was like you know she she, she would visit hospitals and yeah. she would spend time with um, the sick the needy she, and she was also so normal like again like her fashion mm. sense it wasn't always wearing being prim and proper and wearing dresses and you know to uh below your knee and things like that she was in her jeans she was in her her cycling shorts and her hoodies uh, trainers and 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 people just loved to see the normality in such a massive you know royal like this is the next this is going to be the next queen well would have been the yeah. next queen um and she just looked like someone you could relate to so easily and the way she was so affectionate with her children, like we'd never seen that before. We'd never seen that with the with the Queen, her public display of affection with her children, um, with just normal people. Yeah. And, and, and Diana completely shifted that. Shifted that perception. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the actual um, reaction of the public after the death of Diana again mm. very very tragic because it was driven by potentially by the paparazzi um, by her um, celebrity status mm -hmm. by her affair yeah. or you know, her relationship with uh, Dodi yeah. Al-Fayed and again it was like that we've been here before situation where we see um a celebrity under intense scrutiny all the time and then driven to her demise because of it because she was 
followed at such high speed yeah. a dangerous chase by paparazzi yeah. ultimately was her demise which is yeah. very sad um i think you know just my kind of just to end the show we've only got a couple of minutes on my general thoughts and your general thoughts would be great to get is that we should really have more of a emotional intelligence towards the way that we treat other people even if it's a celebrity they're still normal people they are exactly like they you. still they have go the same through feelings. everything that we do yeah um all the ups and downs that we face they have to go through the exact same thing in life and i think we we struggle because we think like we said that they are like some different entity they're not they're they're just like us and i think we have to learn as human beings to be kinder for sure and i think that that you know as you say um it will hopefully result in less of these tragic incidents and generally you know away from celebrity